Welcome back to Book and Bottle, the podcast show where I, Kalisa, attempt to explain high fiction and fantasy books while I holly try to keep up while While drinking, drinking, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try my best to go from beginning to end, including all the details I deem necessary and can remember. So, of course, if you plan to read this book yourself, major spoilers ahead the longer you listen. And fair warning, this podcast is for mature audiences only. But whether you love to read or not so much, we're going to have some laughs. So feel free to sit back and relax with your favorite cocktail or mocktail and jump into a world far cooler than ours for the next hour. And of course, you can head over to our YouTube channel to watch this podcast in video format. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about A Court of Wings and Ruin. Woo! This is book number three in Sarah J. Moss's series. We did book number one and two previously. So if you haven't checked out those episodes, we highly recommend it. Pretty fun. They a lot are, of backstory that you've missed if you haven't. A lot, a lot of backstory <laughs> you've <laughs> also missed. True. So the funniest thing is that when I was editing the last episode, I realized like small details that I maybe got completely incorrect <laughs> and I know you'll never know true but I was like I was so mad at myself and I know um other people watching just so you well, know no. I'm not going to be completely correct it is what it is and that's that's the fun of it all right so in what do you remember of the last book okay great 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 uh Rizand had to prove himself there were a lot of queens you need a book she left a book under her chair, under her bum, on the chair. Um, they tried to steal the other book, half. That didn't work. But instead of drowning, she got saved, as I proved. And now uh, they put the guy back together. Mm-hmm. Human, yep, the human man. <laughs> Frankenstein him. And um, she pretended she was under a spell and was so excited to see Tamlin, a.k.a. Tammy, going to call him that forever now, and her sisters were thrown into the cauldron and turned into Fae, but Elaine took too much. So one of them took too much power. Nesta. Nesta. Yeah. Cassian or Asriel, somebody's hurt. Mm-hmm. And while she was like, oh my God, Tamlin, they like zapped themselves away. They did, yeah. So... That was really good. That's because I watched our episode <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> to catch so up. I would know where we left off. Right. So Feyre um, pretends that she was under like Rysanne's spell and then Naturally. it got snapped and she's back in love with Tamlin. So chapter one starts off with her going back to spring court. and lucian thinks things are a little fishy yes exactly that was that was literally on my first chapter i just notes. pulled that back Good out <laughs> just pulled that out um so yeah so Feyre goes back to spring court with tammy and is now her like a, a timid loyal subject lucian mm-hmm. is highly suspicious alice is highly suspicious because they know she her. knows yeah <laughs> of course Ianthe apologizes for and being a traitor yeah oh I just thought I was it was in your best interest and you would want to spend forever with your sisters and Tam Tam is like great we got to get our acts together Highburn's delegation is coming Hmm. the delegation from Highburn is Durian and then Dagden and Branagh sure Dagden (laughs) and Branagh they're twins and they're niece and nephew of Highburn so they that feels like a twilight move twins twins mm-hmm. yep so she finds out that the twins are actually also daimati and they're the ones that can go or also marvel mm-hmm. moment sorry 
I wouldn't know that one. She kind of feels them like poking around. So she like snaps at them. And then she also is shielding herself, Tamlin and Lucian. Oh, she's like, let's protect everyone. Smart. Um, Like all the time, like 24 seven. And she is so crafty. Like she's just so clever. So she intentionally riles up Jurian and like to get a rise out of him. So she could pull out the don't insult me in my own home card. And Tamlin's like, yeah, I like her. I still yeah. like her. He's like, I like that. So she becomes like Rysand and she is just 50 million steps in front of Everybody. everyone. Um, so she offers um, for her and Lucian to go ahead and show Hybern's delegation, the three of them, um, where there's there's three different holes in the wall. And she's like, we'll show you. And because she makes it public, she's going to wait and see if Tamlin's going to go against her in, in public to like um, undermine her, you know, belittle her. What's this delegation? Um, so it's, like what's the point of it? That's the three of them. So that's um, basically remember they had bargained that if Highburn helped him get Feyre back, he would have to let Highburn's army come to Spring Court because oh. they're attempting to take over. Got yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. Remember, Amarantha was the appetizer. She was. He's the main course. She sure was. Um, and so they're gonna. They want to look. They've showed interest in finding the holes in the wall. So she's like, we can go show you. And she also starts to position her closer to Lucian. So when they go off, I still like him. I know maybe he wasn't as helpful, but I I like him. Yeah. Yeah. When they go to the first hole in the wall, she kind of sits down next to them. So they're, so they're talking, but she sits close enough to where their knees can kind of touch. And when she turns to look at him, obviously Highburn's people sees them being like, oh, super close. And Tammy's also, not gonna like that if he hears reports on the horse ride back she's like I need help I can't get off it's been so long since I rode a horse so he helps her down um <laughs> and she finds out that Tamlin actually refused to participate in the right is um, he allowed to do that or he made Lucian find uh, a maiden find a maiden but because the Anthe was already there she claimed that that would be the highest honor for like all the magic so tamlin stepped back and forced lucian to bed ianthe and feels weird pharaoh was like i'm sorry i wish i had been there and lucian just looks at her and was like you know pharaoh like you were a better friend than i ever was true i was like yes so Summer solstice comes up and she works with Anthe uh, on the ceremony. And again, they like, they don't think twice of her helping. So the day of the ceremony comes, Anthe's calling up because Pharaoh like suggested, oh, like, you know, get them in- involved and this and that. So um, she calls people up to her altar one by one to like help with prayers and whatnot um, until it's just her and Lucian standing you know, everyone else, everyone else is in the background, but the main players, she calls them all up except for her and Lucian. Mm. She also moved the marker over of where the sun was going to rise and like beam down and she moved the marker. So Ianthe was standing in the wrong spot. So when the sun came up, it shone on Feyre and she let herself glow with that power. And Lucian like got down on one knee and was like, I'll serve you. Like, it was like, a whole big thing and later that night she goes and puts on a little lacy dress and you know she's tossing and turning because she knows Lucian can hear her and finally she gets up and she's like I was just having a nightmare oh Lucian and she goes to hug him 
And as she hugs him, she's like thrown up this wall of air so they can't hear Tamlin coming in. So she drops the shield and he walks in and her in her little nightdress hugging Lucian. <laughs> Causing all sorts of problems. She's like on it. And Tamlin is not happy. And Farrah's like, it was just a nightmare. Let's go to bed. After that, Anthe tries to say that there's like this sickness at her temple. She's trying to regain control. She's like, oh, you know, my plants are dying around my temple. And Farrah's like, do you need a gardener? <laughs> like... I just don't have a green thumb, babe. Yeah, and nothing's wrong, but she's like, you know, we're going to go see the next hole in the wall. It's like, it's it's a little further. Each time they go, it's a little further journey. Um, And that she'll help her when when they get back. Mm. And, you know, Tamlin kind of reluctantly agreed. So they go to scout the second hole and they come on across um, a couple of the children of the blessed. So children of the blessed are these humans that want to come to the fairy land. They'll be... I mean, I don't want to say sacrifices, but they're like so enamored with the fairy life that they're like, we'll do whatever, um, which usually just means they end up dying. <laughs> Yikes. And so Feyre jumps into their mind to scare them off. And that's when um, Feyre and Lucian are talking after that. And that will be on page 64. Yet everyone insists Ryzen is soulless, wicked, but the male I knew was the most decent of them all, better than the prick prince. You don't lose that quality, no matter the centuries. And Rise was too smart, or Reese, oh my God, was too smart to do anything, but have the vilification of his character be a calculated move. And it, and yet here you are, his mate, the most powerful high lord in the world, lost his mate and has yet to come claim her, even when she is def- defenseless in the woods. Jurian chuckled. Perhaps that's because Ryzen has not lost you at all, but rather unleashed you upon us. Ooh. Yep. He so, knows. Jurian knows too. And he's like, I'm suspicious. Um, Don't be so special. So while they sleep that night, um, Dagden and Branagh actually go back and hunt down those humans and like rip them to bits. Sad. So to get revenge Feyre and Lucian send the bog after Ooh. them and if you remember that's the one that you can't look at that once wait you look at how it, do you send a bog on becomes, somebody though well she doesn't go into details but they're good hunters so you it know they're like just here, happens. Come, here come come get them come I don't know people <laughs> Tamlin is furious and she he's like you can't yes. do that like da, da, da. and Feyre goes look you hoard us out to Highburn. You may True. be willing to get on your knees for him, but I am not. He explodes as he does. It's quite as often. he does. Um, and this time Feyre doesn't shield herself and she gets blown back into the bookshelf. She gets bruises. She's like bleeding. Good. Let him see. And it's chaotic. The sentries and Lucian come in and see her, her bleeding. I bet they don't like her. So later that night, um, a bunch of Naga get onto the property. I remember that. Um, and because the the keys had gone missing, and they they come out and they're gonna blame the sentry to keep that was keeping guard because he fell asleep. Mm. <clears throat> and this makes sense to blame him. Feyre knows that Yanthi actually stole the keys and set the Naga. They were the ones that were like killing her her plant she was like they reek it reeks of the naga and so pharaoh's like i'll hear your story and he's like you're gonna listen to this little sentry over your 
priestess. Talon was like, sorry, like rules are rules. So he gives lashes as a punishment. Mm -hmm. And so Feyre stays and helps clean him up after. So slowly she's starting to gain the favor. Like they just saw him beat her up and she's going to go and help the people. Um, So finally they go to the third spot in the wall. And this time Anthe and Tamlin come along. And she finally gets the information that she's been waiting for. She she hears that Highburn has an army of 200,000 and that yeah. they're looking at the spots in the wall to kind of see the magic and see if they can see like what caused those holes in the first place because mm-hmm. it shouldn't be there. So she goes, she's she's about to leave. She's going to run, go back to night court. And she sees Ianthi assaulting Lucian in the woods. Oh, she's really not nice to see Anthony. Yeah, she jumps into her mind and makes her smash her hand with a rock and is like, you will not touch another man unless he gives you consent. And if you like, we're going to have problems, like, don't do that. Yeah. So because she stalled, good old Dagden and Brannig come up and they let them know kindly that they've been doused with uh, Feybane in the food that they've been eating oh. that nullifies their power. They did it slowly. So they like did it Wolfsbane? Again. What is Wolfsbane? I don't know. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> a, t- a type of, yeah. A I type mean, of Bane? Thing. Like a, a type of Bane <laughs> that's not good. A not good Bane. I think Wolfsbane's bad for yeah. wolves. Hmm. Fairy tales. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> now I need some wolf stories. Yeah. Um, we'll Google it. Yeah. So the Fey Bane basically it takes away all their power. So they had been sprinkling it in the food. Um, Who had been sprinkling it? Dagding and Umbrella. Okay, they so, had been. Yeah. So um, Feyre realizes she only has a few minutes left before she loses everything. So she explodes into night. Sure. So it's just darkness all around her. Cool. And then she, they, her and Lucian kill them. Oh. And then she's like, I'm going to go. And Lucian's like, actually, I'm going to come and see my mate. Like, <laughs> I'm coming with you. Yay, Lucian, we got him to the other side. <laughs> so uh, they have absolutely no power and they are in spring and they have to get all the way to night. Feels far. It is far. Um, so their two options are to either go into summer, which favors like, I can't, I have blood rubies. Oh my God, night is so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, this isn't good. <laughs> so they can't go through summer because they have the blood rubies, but then mm. the other option is autumn. And that's where Lucian's family is from. And he's like, all right, we're going to go through autumn because I have like a couple, a couple hidey holes in there. Mm. And so um, Lucian's brothers find him, find them. They manage to escape, but then Eris and two of the brothers catch up yet again. And right mm. when Eris gets the upper hand and he's about like, he's like, beating up fair <laughs> it's not funny i just didn't know how to phrase like a better it. way like, to say that yeah yeah cassian and azrael slam down they're here for battle they got just enough like her power was just starting to come back that they got they the could, signal like, and like whoosh. um so man, she actually man. says to stop she tells them to stop oh. and to spare their lives and you're gonna go to our second quote on 123 no, I want Outlander style when Jamie's like, kill them all. I'm like, yep, kill them that's all. the vibe. Okay, 123. I, oh, this is quietly. I am high lady of the night court, I said quietly to them all. Even Eris stopped sneering. His amber eyes widened, something like fear now creeping into them. 
There's no such thing as a high lady, one of Lucian's brothers spat. A faint smile played on my mouth. There is now, and it was time for the world to know it. So she turns to Badass. Cassian and she's like, take me home. Country roads, <laughs> little place I've loved. Sorry. Favorite tells Lucian about the Court of Dreams and they explain Valeris and everything. And Rysan finally al- arrives and they have a very sweet, very inappropriate reunion. He's Yay. like, he just growls to everyone. He's like, find somewhere else to be. <laughs> and so later they're filling in Lucian yet again. And that'll be your next quote on 150. I hadn't realized I was a villain in your narrative, Lucian breathed. Oh yeah. So when he was filling in, when they were filling in their side of the story, Lucian realized like, oh, oh like I'm a bad guy. Yeah. In like your version of this. Yeah. Got it. Now that more stuff was coming to light. Oh. So Farah also asked about her sisters. Um, and they explained that Nesta and Elaine have been at the House of Wind, which is the one that's up on the mountain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Where she had the soup. Yeah. Uh, no, that was a different place. That was a different, that was a cabin. Sure. This was where they did um, Starfall. Right. Yeah. With the soul do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Could never forget. No, not that. And Nesta basically wants nothing to do with anyone. Not surprising. And Elaine is just like empty and wants to go home. Which one had like the Nesta. husband? The pending husband. Elaine. Got it. Elaine. I'm assuming so that's, that's over now that she's Faye. Yeah. But she's like having a hard time with that. Well, yeah. She liked him. Um, probably. So there's a lot of war strategy talk that I'm going to skip over, but basically they decide to send invitations out to all of the high lords of all the courts Ooh. and say like, we need to meet if we're going to stand a chance. Oh, and important probably. Um, they have dinner together with their typical banter, this and that. A point to note is that Cassian admits to Feyre that he can't seem to stay away from this. Yep, we knew this was happening ever you since knew, the little... You knew, you called it. I <laughs> it just, it had to happen. They decide to go to Hewn, which is the like court of nightmares, yep. to convince Kier's Darkbringer army to fight. So that even though he's in their court they kind of have rules and laws that they're like mostly separate entities got it. so he does have to like get them to agree they gotta contact hr yeah more is not happy about that just because she has really bad ties with that place and her family and also favorite decides that she wants to learn how to fly Oh. And Azrael offers to teach her. So is he the one with the biggest wings? Sure is. Wink. Sure is. <laughs> so he's also, I don't, I haven't talked too much about him because again, it's just the details issue. But so he's a shadow singer. So the shadows kind of like whisper to him. He just always oh. has shadows. He's the spy master. So he like can just fade into darkness and be oh, shadows and not be seen. I he's, that. he's pretty quiet, but the more you get to know him, like obviously the more you fall in love with all of them. Um, so his backstory is that naturally he was very tortured and abused. He has a lot of scars because his brothers, like his older brothers, um, would light him on fire and then stop the healing. And he was basically locked in a room. And so he wasn't able to learn how to fly until he was older. And that's why he offers to teach favorite because he's like, like, it's it's different. It's different. You have instincts fighting you. You don't learn it if you don't learn it as a kid. Farah trains with Cassian on like fighting and stuff like that while she's training with Azrael to learn to fly. 
And when she's sparring with Cassian, he kind of lets go on her and he's angry because he's like, you are ours to protect now. Like at first when you were Reese's mate, you were his, but as our high lady, you are all of ours. And it's very similar to what just happened with Reese leaving for Amarantha that like, we didn't know if we were going to see you again. Yeah. And after that, she goes to train with Azrael and for the first session she can barely lift her wings off the ground he's like you need to hold them up and she's like, she's like what do you mean? that's a lot of muscles yeah so slow going also Rysand shows her the library so up on the house of wind they have a library that goes underground and okay, cool it just I picture it as like there's like a giant spiral that just goes down 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 that down, feels down. like carnival row on amazon prime there's fairies and there's a library oh interesting interesting um and naturally so naturally there's a monster down below and they say that cassian saw it once and he was so terrified by what he saw that you know they don't mess with it it just hangs out down there at the very bottom just let it be and they also meet clotho clotho and she is like what's a girl the main yeah the main oh, ma- masculine name to I, I'm gonna say like head librarian all all the ladies in the library they're all females okay and they've all been res not rescued but this it's a sanctuary for them a okay. lot of them have like faced some sort of trial so um Clotho she was tortured and sh- her hands are all kind of gnarled and they were healed they let the bones oh. heal wrong and also she can't speak because they cut out her tongue so she speaks in okay, either with games. um a, a magical pen or like she'll just speak in, in your mind oh, um get it. and so Feyre comes up with the idea that you can recruit the monsters to fight starting with the bone carver we've missed him we sure have or her I feel like it <laughs> yeah Amarin is working with Nesta on shielding. So they bring Nesta into the training a little bit. And Feyre and Cassian go to the prison. Mm-hmm. So remember how the bone cover appears? As a little boy to her. Uh-huh. And guesses remember. on the significance. Because... <laughs> She's the youngest, so she'll never have a younger sibling. <laughs> <laughs> the bone carver is actually her son, she realized. I was gonna guess that, but she <laughs> hasn't done that. So I didn't know how that would make sense. Son from the future, supposedly, supposedly. or what her son would look like. Hmm. The carver mentions that Nesta took something from the cauldron. She was ripping at it with her teeth. So again, Aggressive. he's kind of hinting at what's what's going on. So he speaks of, he is the youngest and he has two older siblings, the Striga, which is actually the weaver. So we've already met her in her little cabin. There's literally something called a Striga in the Witcher series. Yeah, that's, the, I think that's a it's common. It's like a same concept. Is it like, um? do they feed on people to keep them like young and beautiful? Well, she, she was a princess, but she was like left alone in a tower. So she becomes like all animal and does eat people, but um, there's no young and beautiful. Hmm. I wonder where that's called Yeah. 
okay, well, maybe you never know. <laughs> and then also his older brother, Koschi, Koschi, K-O-S-C-H-E-I. Sure. Yeah, what you said. He is stuck on the continent. So they're on the island. And then they're on the con he's on the continent stuck by the lake. Stuck by the lake. And he said he would actually rather stay in the prison because they are all death gods. And he doesn't really want to mess with them. He is safe in his little cell in the I mean, prison. Smart. He says, I will fight for you guys if you get me the Ouroboros from Hune. And that is a mirror. Naturally. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Um, it's a mirror that it's rumored. Sorry, in- what was it? How'd you say it? Ouroboros. Sure. Ouroboros. Okay. O-U-R. Do you have a pen? <laughs> sure do. Mm, yep, a road roast. A, a rump roast. <laughs> I can't say like a roboros. Ouroboros. No, Ouroboros. Yep. Ouroboros. I feel um, like you gotta pretend it's Harry Potter. That's also a name that I've seen like in other things. Oh, all right. I just don't know what. I couldn't tell you. Nobody knows. So he's like, if you give me that mirror, and it's in Hune, but it's lore that whoever looks into it is driven insane. Oh, completely mad. So they're like, we're going to put that on pause. We're maybe going to not find that mirror. So they get back and Elaine starts talking about this firebird and she's not making a lot of sense. And Elaine. Favor goes, let's move them to the condo. They're stuck up here by themselves. The condo. This is not going well. The So he has the condo that's in Valeris and that's his their main home. I like that they have condos. Yeah. <laughs> it's a city. Elaine and Azrael actually start spending a little time together. All right, hookup number two. And Nesta said that she gave, she she made the cauldron give something back. And after hearing about the Aruberos, Aruberos, she favors like wondering, is Nesta death? Is that her power? But we don't know. Like she, she creates death. She causes it. Like Grim Reaper, she takes you to your death. Any of them. there? Because all of the, the Carver, the Striga, and Koshche, they're all death gods. So they all do different things. But they go to Hune and Kira's like, actually, I'm sympathetic with Highburn because, you know, we're here stuck under you guys. We, we Throw her away. <laughs> and... As a bargaining chip, Rysan brings in Eris. Eris is the oldest son of Autumn Court, and he was supposed to be married to Moore. But then she yep. defiled herself yep. Yep. with man. And he was like, no, and everyone hates him. And Moore is hurt because this was another one of Rysan's lovely surprises that he didn't tell anybody what pieces he was playing. Oh. And... Kier does want to form ties with Autumn, so Rysan bargains that Kier and Eris can form ties and Kier says Kier will side with them mm-hmm. if he gets access to Valeris. And Kier only wants access to Valeris because he knows that it's going to hurt more. Rysand agrees. Oh, Reesey Poo. They, they put, 
Um, they said that the terms will have to be agreed at a later date. So he's going to put restrictions on it to like do damage control. But still, that was it really hurt more. Like a slap in the face. And Eris also, after Kier leaves, Eris also pledges his support if they support him for the throne. Oh, this was a lot of support, though. He's like, I prefer you would just kill my dad outright. And Ryson's like, that's too messy. We're not going to do that. So he's like, well, just I'll support you if you support me. Kier also says that Feyre can take the Ouroboros. She just has to look into it, but it'll make her go crazy, obviously. So she's like, meh. Thanks, but no thanks. Amron finds out that they actually saw the bone carver. And because she had once been in the prison and escaped... Because she's kind of something other, right? Oh. And so so she explains how she escaped. And what she had to give up is your next tab on 284. I yielded my grace, my perfect immortality. I knew that once I did, I would feel pain and regret. I would want and I would burn with it. I would fall. But I was, the time locked away down there, I didn't care. I had not felt the wind on my face, had not smelled the rain. I didn't even remember what they felt like. I did not remember sunlight. Yep. So So she is no longer immortal. She is immortal, but she's no longer... Pain-free? Yeah, she's not what she was before, what she was originally. She essentially had to force herself into a fey body, and she gave up certain emotions, certain powers. Mm. As a fey, she is still immortal, but... She gave up all those other things. And good old Elaine comes in babbling about, I see young hands withering with age in a box of black stone. And everyone's like, girly, are you okay? Are you? (laughs) Did you hit the cauldron too hard? Yeah. So they bring a healer for Elaine. The healer says nothing's wrong with Elaine. So they're kind of back to square one with that. They're like, well, that's not true. So they also try to use Lucian to check, to use the bond to check on Elaine, Mm -hmm. but nothing came of it. He said when he got to her end, she kind of like jumped up and she was like, what was that? And nothing happened. So she rattles off, twin ravens are coming. And again the evil twins were the dagmore and dagden and brannock they were they're dead okay just just confirming yeah that's a good put together though i didn't i didn't think that farah is training with az and she realized that progress is really dim so he tells her this story about um dracon and miriam they're big players I can't tell you their whole backstory, but basically during the big war, okay, they were trying to run away because they had fallen in love. Um, and they were trying to get all their people, their people, Dracon's people are the seraphim. So they also have wings, but oh, they're more they're like they're, angels. Yeah. So they have feathered wings, whereas the Illyrians have more like bat-like leathery wings. Yeah. <laughs> mm, sexy. Mm. <laughs> and so one of someone cleaved open the ocean so they could escape and dracon went ahead because he thought miriam had already gone but miriam stayed to make sure all of her people got through this is sounding like the bible and moses yeah (laughs) miriam ends up getting shot and one of their people nafel did he fall 
No. Nafel <laughs> I think is also a girl, female. Oh, um she could have fallen. And basically Nafel was actually a cartographer because she had oh. kind of a smaller wings than average and she couldn't hold up the weight of the shield. So she wasn't allowed to fight. She was a cartographer. But she sees that Miriam gets shot. She picks her up and flies with her, which, which she, she couldn't shouldn't even be hold able a to shield. do. So superpowers. Exactly. And so with that story they ended up adopting the nafel philosophy so if you go to 309 nafel nicholas flamel <laughs> 309 yeah <laughs> sorry this is how my brain works <laughs> reese told me the story when he returned and since then we have privately adapted the nafel philosophy with our own armies i raised a brow Azrael shrugged we, Reese, Cass, and I will occasionally remind each other that we think that what we think to be our greatest weakness can sometimes be our biggest strength, and that the most unlikely person can alter the course of history. Mm-hmm. David so and Goliath. A good little story of like, yeah, you never know. So, because she was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to fight. And he's like, well, let's just keep training because yeah, you don't know. You might need it at it. some point. So, Lane babbles off. He snapped your wings and broke your bones to Cassian and Cassian's well, just like somebody did shred somebody's wings mm-hmm. was it Cassian's or Azrael's somebody's wings got shredded in that I think it was Cassian's but she said he snapped your wings and broke your bones and he goes well it's going to take more of that more than that to stop me she goes no well <laughs> Elaine <laughs> what are you on I mean she's clearly got like some sort of prophecy situation happening you're too good at this <laughs> why else is she prattling on like this this is like a professor trelawney like right uh, uh, the grim <laughs> i couldn't remember anything else <laughs> my boy <laughs> it's the grim <laughs> this is what she is to me right now that was professor trelawney i love that i love that so Feyre takes nesta to the library to also help research the wall and they feel this shudder and two of Hybern's men walk in. They call themselves the Ravens. Ah, twins. There's two of them. Twin Ravens. So <laughs> she can see future. They realize that the cauldron couldn't shatter the wall because Nesta took too much power. So now the Ravens yeah, are Nesta. after her to grab her. Oh no, Nesta. So the twin Ravens, they blow the Feybane onto them. So they lose all power. Oh, not ideal how do we just get feybane like is this like i think it's like a plant you just muddle it yeah 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 and then you (laughs) okay so anybody can have it it's yes yeah okay yes trying to understand Feyre and nesta decide to run down to the monster at the bottom of the library oh and like Mm -hmm. fight for us you've got some problems so the ravens are kind of taunting us they're chasing behind them because they have like uh, quite a few levels to go down and the ravens say that the young queen, the youngest one, had hopped in. Sorry. Go ahead. We'll shred their wings and break their bones. Oh, well. That's probably too soon. Th- too soon. The young queen actually hopped into the cauldron and after Nesta and Elaine had. And when she got out, she was she came out withered and old. Oh. So because Nesta Took stole two- something. It took something from the next person. Oh, that funny. Good job, Nesta. And so I mean, maybe not, but they I like get it. down to the bottom and 
Feyre tells Nesta to kind of run, get out of here. And so Feyre bargains with the monster whose name is Braxis. And sure, Braxton. The monster just said, you know, I just want some company. Everyone's it's just so lonely. It's just Everyone's lonely. just so afraid of me. Yeah. So I don't have any friends. <laughs> so in her mind, Feyre's like, all right, it's a deal. And it whispers, close your eyes. And she just starts hearing the screaming. And Cassian uh, finally makes it down, pulls her out. Fin- finally, Azrael puts it together that Elaine is a seer. Holly did that earlier. <laughs> and the, oh, they also think that because Nesta took from the cauldron, the cauldron actually gave something to Elaine, which was the power to see, to become uh... a seer. They find out that the sixth queen actually turned well Azrael because he's the spire he finds out that the sixth queen turned into the firebird and was kept by a sorcerer on the continent that lives by a lake that goes by the name of Kostre oh this is interesting and Lucian wants something to do something to contribute so he offers to go to the continent and investigate that I love that Lucian's on our team now I knew I liked him with that red hair and then all of a sudden, Varian sends word to Amarin that Hybern is currently attacking Adriata. That place? Yeah, that's in the summer Not court. The Adriatic so that's where, that's where they had gone to steal the book. Right. Yeah. With? Yep. Yeah. I see it. It's right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the I map, it. guys. It's real. Sarah really made it happen. They immediately hop in to go save, like help. That's they bring so nice. all the Illyrians, even though they have blood rubies, it's the right thing to do. So Rysand and the boys are more on the battlefield with all the, the and Illyrians. The and more and Feyre are helping to defend like the townspeople and stuff That's like sweet. that. So they're just killing left and right. And I think one of the things that I love about Sarah J. Moss is that she does not glorify war. She's not like- Oh, like she doesn't make it like heroic. It's honor. like sad. It is terrible to have to murder, murder everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and- Especially people that are like, it's not even like their problem. It's just like, you're the soldier. So you yeah. have like yeah. to die for exactly. this cause. So they hop in and once they get to a, a stopping point, Feyre checks in in her mind with Rysand and he has their mates. He has a shield, so he lets her in and she kind of jumps in and he slams it down. So she's stuck in his mind now. And Rysand is actually on the ship with Hyburn because they're on the water. So he's on the ship with with Hyburn confronting him. Mm -hmm. No, it's Tammy that's made the deal with Hyburn. Correct. Took me a second. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. So there's actually a spell on his power. So obviously he can't use his magic to just kill Hybern because he can like mist people. He just poof, blood, Mistum. dead. <laughs> and Hybern is trying to get a rise out of Rysand. So that will be on 363. The king went on casually. It'll take everything you know to try to stop me. Everything you have. And it still won't be enough. And when you've given everything and you're dead, Rysand, when your mate is mourning over your corpse, I'm going to take her. Rysand will not stand for this. And he throws a javelin and it goes right through Hybern because it was a hologram because he wasn't actually there. Plot twist! <laughs> the battle is finally they over. They have holograms? I'm Sarah. 
maybe not hologram is the right word but like, but like the magic a fake of, yeah person. apparition and so I as, like the energy rise hand though I like it as soon as the spell holding his power lifts he just like misses everyone the battle's over and Varian takes them to Tarquin and he said when mm-hmm. I saw Tarquin's the high lord of summer I was like I remember that name I don't mm-hmm. know why <laughs> he's the young one um, oh yeah yeah that was like only 80 and they were flirting and he got <laughs> a little bit jealous but that was part of the plan yeah. so we had to like simmer down and he said he honestly thought when the Illyrians came that they had come to finish the job of destroying Adriata Aww. and he's really like come on <laughs> and Feyre goes tend to your wounded Tarquin and Tarquin turns and he's like tells Rysan like maybe you should let your lady know don't give high lord's orders and Rysan goes um she's high lady she does whatever she wants and Tarquin just laughs and he goes you do like to spit on tradition <laughs> love and that so they go and tend to the wounded Illyrians and welcome to Illyria welcome 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 <laughs> I tried to not do that last time, so she, it's here now. She mentions that when they all meet as High Lords, that maybe it's time to drop the mask of Night Court being the evil, the terrible, you know. And after they talk, we get to one of the most famous lines that Sarah J. Moss has ever written. We'll be on page 380. Oh, I am excited. <laughs> I like read it and I'm fine. I'm fine. His growls of pleasure filled the tent, drowning out the distant cries of the injured and dying. Life and death hovering so close, whispering in our ears. Sorry, maybe it was just that first line, but I liked it. So just, you know, a sweet little moment. It's just a sweet, sweet Around the death and dying. Sometimes Sometimes you gotta find love in a hopeless place. Nesta decides to go with the group to meet the High Lords. And at first she was like, I'm not going to whore out my story for everyone to try to convince why they should fight. Like, this is not my problem. But as she sees that war is actually coming, she's like, maybe I should do something. So after much back and forth, they finally decide to all meet at Dawn Court. Thiessen is the High Lord of Dawn. We haven't officially met met him yet. Sure haven't, or at least I haven't heard his name. And when they get there, Callias shows up and he is the High Lord of Winter. And he has a a wife slash mate, Vivian, who is also like best friends with more. Like this is like an official High Lord meeting. And they're like, oh my God, girl. It's so good to see you. And they start gossiping and everything. Um, and then also Helion is High Lord of Day, and he's there. And obviously, it's very tense. Tarquin War. finally arrives, and then Bayron and all of his sons arrive. And then lastly, in comes good old Tam Tam. Tammy, no one's rooting for you anymore, buddy. Everyone is immediately like, we're not going to talk in front of you like you're we don't trust basically you. with highburn yeah and tamlin is so annoying because he just keeps making jabs he's not there to help the process oh. it finally comes to light that Feyre is actually the high lady of the night school she's like here i am so if you could please turn to 418 tammy if you're not going to be nice we don't want you we don't want it 
it was not enough to sit at my side, was it? A hateful smile curled his lips. You once asked if you'd be my high lady, and when I said no, a low laugh, perhaps I underestimated you. Why serve in my court when you could rule in his? And so he's he's pretty upset, and he's like making other jabs too of like, at one point he turns to rice in and like he goes do you notice that little sound that she makes right before she finishes and he's like dude that is not nice that's not appropriate not appropriate i guess they had sex yeah i forgot yeah Tammy. yeah oh. they did they did oh, bugger all i could think of is i hit it 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 first <laughs> he did technically he did he did that's on me everybody so <laughs> timmy says that he's actually there to help that he has no one believes you on hybrid's army but he he's a double double crosser he continues he's to insult uncross. everybody so it's like not working they're trying to decide the next moves and Finally, Tarquin rescinds his blood rubies because of seeing everything that's going on and how they want to help and stuff. So that's good. Feaston also brings in a tinkerer from his court who- I'm sorry, had, a tinkerer? Yeah, like a- Just like like what it means to us. Like somebody just tinkers, tinkers. with things. Yeah. Oh, great. An inventor. Oh, true. She was actually- What's a she? Get it, girl. She helped- um, with Lucian's eye. So I don't know if I actually mentioned oh. he was missing his eye. <laughs> he has a special like mechanical eye and people were often very suspicious of like what he could actually see because he just always had this kind of knowing. So it's like, what, what can your eyeball actually yeah. see? That's not a real eyeball. Mad-Eye moody S. Yes, exactly. Twitch, and twitch. She has actually made an antidote to Feybane. And now Eris oh. jumps in the mix and he's throwing jabs. And he's like, I'm not just going to take some random thing. And of oh. course, Feyre's oh. like, my court would be glad to have it. Thank you. We will take it. We love your energy, girl. Thanks. <laughs> and so Eris keeps throwing jabs towards, you know, Feyre and, and Rysan and all of that. And Feyre finally loses it. She explodes. Now, when you have a meeting with all the high lords, technically there are wards in place that prevent any sort of physical harm. There's like just mm. rules in place. She explodes. She breaks through the ward. She throws fire at him and then she drowns him. He ends up leaving. But now they all know that she has all these powers. And she's like, they were given to me and I will use them to fight Highburn. You don't get them back. I like it. And at the end of her speech, she actually gets six out of seven to, to stand and say that they're going to fight oh with my her. Gosh, okay. Yeah. Good job, Sarah. Cool girl. So they start... they're all scared of her. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh. We don't want her fighting us next. So we're yeah. just going to, we're going to be an ally. No, for sure. So they all decide to stay the night and Helian actually comes over, over for a visit. And he was like, he was also kind of one that was really tense. He was kind of acting like this, like prick, like just very... and so he completely drops that and if you could go to 450 Mm -hmm. would love to we get to see his real personality helian braced a hand on the door frame and grinned how'd you convince Thesian to give you the better view he finds my males to be prettier than yours i think i think it's a wing fetish (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) 
you handing Eris's ass to him will be my new fantasy at night, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's fun. I like him. And then we have, it's been what, four centuries now? And you three still haven't accepted my offer? That was to more Cassian and Azriel to all rumble around in a lovely little... Oh, I love it! <laughs> He's been trying hard. He's a he great don't quit. Character. Four centuries, yeah. Shoot. Oh, and man. so he's great and when he they're learned. all talking around Feyre actually gets him to share his story that he actually had an affair with Eris or not ooh, not Eris he scandal <laughs> Helian actually had an affair with Bayron's wife Feyre's like well why didn't you end up with her like you know this and that and he's like well she willingly stayed with him but Feyre puts it together in her head that a certain someone was looks a lot like helion oh 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 uh oh no <laughs> the young the young high lord the youngest high lord no no this is autumn he helion Lucian? yeah <laughs> yeah i panicked <laughs> so she finds out that lucian actually is helion's child and no one knows because he's How considered does Lu- the youngest of- does lucian not know this Mm-mm. nobody knows because he's considered the youngest Nobody. of autumn and for Bayron to admit that his wife had an affair would cuckolded be, yeah it would not be great does does helion have any children could lucian no. be the first yeah tier yeah maybe to that, High Lord that there? Might, i think that will come into play later sarah not 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 in what i have read yet sarah i see what you're doing in the future Nesta also feels something wrong and they all kind of investigate, but nothing is wrong. They don't find anything. Right so. now. Also, Miss Feyre hears Helion sneaking into Laura's room later that night. Get it more. So they Helion's start- just like out for anybody. Oh yeah. I yeah. love it. <laughs> day two, they start they start day two of war planning and Nesta starts to panic and she feels something is not right. Okay. Boom. The wall comes down. It is That's officially down. Everyone springs into action. They start moving armies. Feyre asks Amran about Bryaxis. And so Amran goes with her to the library and basically she needs Amran to just see that can she release the words that are holding Braxis if he could come oh. fight with her with them. So Farah makes a bargain with Braxis and she asks, you know, what else could he want? Because she already bargained for company. They didn't specify how often when. Um, and he says, you know, this is my home. If you could just give me the stars and the moon. And Farah's like, I don't think. And Amran's like, a window. Just put a window in the ceiling. <laughs> A bulletproof window. So they make that bargain because Amran says that she can't release him when the time is is right. Yeah. And but she still won't face the Ouroboros. So they the mirror. They head off to war. In the Illyrian war camp, they come up with this plan because the wall came down. They're worried about all the humans that that's where- Is it the entire wall or a section of the wall? The entire wall. Great. Just making sure. Yeah. So they're worried about the humans because obviously the queens were also like, we're not helping them really. That is true. So they come up with a plan to glamour Elaine as a human Ooh. to go to her fiance, her ex-fiance. Oh, because he has, he has like, he hates fairies. So they have like a fortress that's like- so they're like, let's get all the humans 
get him to harbor humans. So they get led into the guard's keep and Feyre wanted us to have a little moment because Feyre starts to feel trapped inside there and it's starting to make her panic and Nesta kind of looks at her and so Feyre tells her what's going on and Nesta just looks at her and she goes, I can't get in a bathtub because she was thrown into the cauldron. Like it's just the, the trauma is still there and it's just most people don't see same, it. Same, you know? same. And Grayson immediately calls out the deception. He's like, you come in here and lie to me. And Rysan's like, well, how did you know? And in walks Jurian. He's just everywhere. Jurian, you little Frankenstein. So Jurian assures them that he's not crazy. He makes Rysan look into his mind because Jurian has actually been attempting to help them. He sides with the humans because, you know, he's he human. is human. <laughs> so he sides with the crazy. humans. Crazy. He's like, I've been trying to help what was just an, a terrible hand that I've that we've yeah. dealt. And he actually wants to beg forgiveness from Miriam, Miriam and Dracon. So he used to love Miriam, but because he got so power crazy and yeah. he was the one that killed Clyde. As the men do. That was all the worst stuff that he lost sight of Miriam because he was so about the war yeah. that Miriam fell in love with Dracon. That's, that's all that so he was actually he wanted to beg them for forgiveness and so he says look Hybern is planning to start to attack tomorrow his weak spot is this one specific spot within the ranks I don't know <laughs> left quarter flank there you go <laughs> starboard <laughs> starboard side starburst side <laughs> the starburst yeah. side so Jurian was actually telling the truth and they managed to win the battle the next day. They hit right where he says he's going to be weak and they cleave the army in half and they attack and they set up camp later that night and as reports that Hybern's army is actually heading to Wintercourt and so they kind of snuck past them. So they decide to spin this giant glamour to hold the spot that they have to pretend to make it look like they're still there while they're going up. To, to track, have magical powers. To man. track the army. And the second battle is not going well. They are losing. And Feyre finally lies to Moore because Moore is staying with her. Who's They're out of it. They're just watching it happen. And so Feyre's like, go. I'm going to stay right here. Go help them, please. And immediately she leaves and uses Elaine to find the cereal. Finally! So they, Elaine goes in her head and finds where the cereal is and she points to a map and she says he's right he's actually in the section that's called like the middle um which is where like all the Crazy name. lawless creatures roam roam and that's actually he's only a few miles away from the weaver her future son <laughs> i don't think that's a fair guess oh that's the bone carver right this is the weaver this the one is the, the weaver cabin. yeah the blind lady so who's very vengeful she goes she goes and calls out and finds the cereal and he's like hey girl how's it going hey girl and he mentions that he actually can't see highburn and where his army is because he uses the cauldron's magic to hide it oh but clever nesta can scry and use bones and stones and drop it on a map and oh, see, figure uh, out through I've that, that magic. And she also asks about the Ouroboros and we get Sarah J. Moss's yet another really famous line. I think this book has all the key ones that people like to pick up, which is going to be on page 530. 
Only you can decide what breaks you, curse breaker. Only you. Brilliant. And that's what he tells her about the mirror. Only you can decide what makes you crazy. Only you can decide what breaks you. I mean, I guess fair. <laughs> it's like there's nothing to fear but fear itself kind of a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. And boom, he gets shot in the throat. I'm sorry, what? The bone carver? The, no, the cereal. As he's telling her this. So they can be shot. I felt like they were like, yeah, Asher. Kind of. I still like it being. Okay. Shot yeah. in the throat by Hyburn. Eanthe comes e- out with two of Hyburn. I'm shoulders. sick of that bitch. So the cereal's down and he's telling Feyre to run. And Eanthe's like, I tried to capture the cereal and he wouldn't give me any information. So I gave him a robe that would be triggered with a tracking spell that if you come, so if Feyre comes close Near to the cereal, it, it, it like trigger her it. No. That's illegal. And so Feyre pops up and she runs right to the Weaver's cottage. And Eanthe's chasing her, this and that. She runs in the cottage. She goes behind the door, holds the door open as it starts to close. She's trying to hold it open. And she kind of glamours herself. And stuck in the weaver's cottage. The minute that Ianthe and them walk in, you know, the weaver is like, what did you bring me? Feyre runs out, lets the door slam. And she's like, dinner. And as she's heading back to the surreal, she starts hearing the screaming and all that. Love that. (sighs) Some and sacrifices needed to be made. She goes back to Serial, who's now dying, lying on the ground. Wait, give him a cup of her blood. Or is that only fixed her ice hands? I don't know. It's because it's never mentioned again. It's never Sarah, used again. This cup of blood thing. So on 538, if you'd like to read his dialogue. Oh, his die, his last die death. Oh, I'm already gone. <laughs> keep going oh, keep going what what can i do the words turn thin brittle stay it breathes stay until the end it i took its hand in mine i'm sorry it was all i could think to say i had done this i had brought it here you were kind you fought your fear you were kind it said again i began crying and you were kind to me i said not brushing away the tears that fell on to its bloodied tattered robe Thank you for helping me when no one else would. A smile on the lipless mouth. Feyre, a labored breath. I told you to stay with the High Lord, and you did. It's warning to me that the first time we'd met, you meant Reese. All this time. All this time. Keep going. Stay with him and live to see everything righted. Yes, I did. And it was. No, not yet stay with him i will i always would its chest rose then fell i squeezed its bony hand the leathery skin growing colder i can stay a while longer a painful inhale a request i leaned close anything another rattling breath leave this world a better place than how you found it and as its chest rose and stopped altogether as its breath escaped in one last sigh I understood why the cereal had come to help me again and again, not just for kindness, but because it was a dreamer. That was his dying wish to leave the world a better place. 
He's good. He's good deep down. He's really good. The so, pretend dementor is good. Helion walks in and sees Feyre crying and they're about to leave and they don't have time to bury him. So she actually asks Helion for his robe and she gives Asuriel oh. one last good good little robe. And and that's that's the end of that cereal. Oh sorry. Sorry, Mr. Cereal. Feyre gets back and Rysand says that they barely won the battle and Cassian actually got gravely hurt. He got slashed down the middle by a sword and his guts were basically hanging out. Well, that's not great. And more and Feyre actually get into a pretty big argument because Feyre basically lied and she's like, you, I didn't know where you were. Did you know what, did you, do you know what it felt like when I had to turn to Rysand and go, I don't know where, where you she are. Is. <laughs> Lost her. And Farrah goes, um, if you want to talk about lying, let's talk about your love life, right? Like, why haven't you acknowledged all of Azrael's advances? Why did you decide to go sleep with Helion? Da, 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 da. And more just Gross. walks away. She's like, no, no. So they get Nesta to scry and she drops the bones in a circle that is in the south. And it's a very large army. And they realized that Hybern actually planned to try to push them north to try to get them to hit the middle where all those creatures lie. And later that later that night, Feyre was dreaming and she wakes up and she was hearing the sound. So she runs out and Nesta and Amran actually run out too. And they had all heard this song and they realized that the cauldron actually lured Elaine away because only the people who are made oh, could hear it. Oh, this isn't good, probably. Amran and or sorry, Azrael and Feyre decide to go save her. Azrael loves her. She's right in the middle of Hybern's army. So Feyre decides to. Okay, shift. we still haven't gotten the shatters your wings and breaks your bones. Not yet. Feyre, watch out for that. <laughs> Feyre shifts into Ianthi. Oh, clever. Oh, yeah, because people don't know she's dead. Yeah. Right. Rysand is like, you know, it's it's all your choice. And he gives her these parting words on 565. Oh, golly gee. They took what is ours and we do not allow those crimes to go unpunished. His power rippled and swirled around me. You do not fear, Reese breathed. You do not falter. You do not yield. You go in, you get her and you come out again. I nodded again, holding his stare. Remember that you are a wolf and you cannot be caged. Fighting words. Powerful. Could you imagine if a man looked in your eyes and was like, you cannot be caged. <laughs> I can't be taped. Great guy. Great Sounds guy. great. They go in and she walks right into Hybern's army. Azrael kind of goes into the shadows so they can't be seen. She sees children of the blessed getting tortured. Oh, sad. And she finds Jurian and mm. she's as the Anthe. And Jurian immediately knows and he leans in and whispers and he's like, Ianthe has been coming on to me for weeks now. Like act like it, please. Yeah. And so Make she has to sense. get all close and like flirting with him. And Ianthe is so sketchy. She basically just tells him all of her plans and she's like, We're also gonna save the 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 child that's getting, you know, they're not it's not actually a child, but <laughs> that's what they're called and so he's like all right i'll get a distraction going i like i like that jurian's like trying to be good Anthe, he's like you need to go pray at the cauldron and then meet over here when stuff starts to happen 
so she goes in there and she pretends to pray and Azrael and Elaine's in there and chains and Azrael they're trying to get them and they realize the chains aren't coming off so Azrael just picks her up and is like we gotta go with this. <laughs> the screaming starts they start to run Feyre gets shot oh. and goes down and Tammy runs in and interferes because there's little hounds after her out of helpfulness or out of he's gonna hurt. he's gonna help her because he, okay. he gets I don't the trust him anymore he's get the hounds that are coming after her okay and so because Azrael has Elaine. Elaine, she grabs the human. Nafel philosophy, she just goes. She's powerful. To fly. And with her chain, wait, are her chains off now? I that's guess? Elaine. Elaine was chained up. So Feyre grabs, who grabs the human? Feyre. Got it. Yep. Because <laughs> Azrael has Elaine. <laughs> yes. But then I got confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what happened to the original plot of the movie (laughs) we'll never know so they escape and the sisters have a really good bonding moment and they all sleep together that night how they used to do back in the cottage because body heat just sweet little thing and more and favor get to talk the next day and more actually admits that she prefers females and that's why she has never taken Azrael up on his offer and she was actually really ashamed because in Hewn City, where sexuality is so prized, it seemed as extremely shameful to not continue the bloodline. Um... And Fair was like, I support you. I'm here whenever you are ready to tell everyone. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that, but it is on your time, girl. And then they realize that Hybern is going to attack all of the humans just to spite them because they came in. She walked in and grabbed Elaine. So he's like, we're going to kill all of the humans. Just to do it. So they decide that in the time it's going to take them to move all the army, all the people who can winnow slash apparate, they're going to go back and forth transporting as many humans as they can. And some people try to speak up and go against it. And he's like, nope, this is what we're doing. And they take them all to Adriata. Amran also cracks the code. The surreal had told Feyre to look at the second and penultimate pages. And those were, that would give her the secret. So Amran cracks that. And she said that, you know, when Feyre tried to touch it alone, that was going to kill her. But if they all touch it, all of them who are made, uh-huh. that spreads it out and it should be okay. So what if that's wrong though? But it's fine. We're going to assume it's right. Feyre decides to take one last ditch effort and she goes to face the Ouroboros. And she looks in the mirror and she sees this monster come up to pounce on her. And the book kind of skips ahead to her giving the mirror to the bone carver. Oh. Who explains why he wanted it on page 607. I wanted to see if you were worth helping, the carver went on. It's a rare person to face who they truly are and not run from it, not be broken by it. That's what the Aruboros shows all who look into it, who they are, every despicable and unholy inch. Some gaze upon it and don't even realize that the horror they're seeing is them, even as the terror of it drives them mad. Some swagger in and are shattered by the small, sorry creature they find instead. But you? Yes, rare indeed. I could risk leaving here for nothing less. In it, she saw all the terrible worst parts like imagine looking into a mirror and seeing all the things you've hidden from yourself and literally everyone flayed out before you it said you know she cried she vomited she didn't know how long she was there looking into it but again only you decide what breaks you yeah and she conquered it so she gave it to the bone carver 
And the next day they are getting ready for war and Rysan gives his speech on 612. Is that a great speech? It is a great speech. Oh, wow. It's kind of speech. All right, here we go. I believe everything happens for a reason. Whether it is decided by the mother or the cauldron or some sort of tapestry of fate, I don't know. I don't really care. But I'm grateful for it, whatever it is. Grateful that it brought you all into my life. If it hadn't, I might have become as awful as that prick we're going to face today. If I had not met an Illyrian warrior in training, he said to Cassian, I would not have known the true depths of strength, of resilience, of honor, and loyalty. If I had not met a shadow singer, I would not have known that it is the family you make, not the one you were born into, that matters. I would not have known what it is to truly hope, even when the world tells you to despair. If I had not met my cousin, I would never have learned that light can be found in even the darkest of hells, that kindness can thrive even amongst cruelty. If I had not met a tiny monster who hoards jewels more fiercely than a fire drake, my own power would have consumed me long ago. And if I had not met my mate, he said down the bond, I would have waited 500 more years for you, a thousand years. And if this was all the time we were allowed to have, the wait was worth it. He wiped away the tears sliding down my face. I believe that everything happened exactly the way it had to, so I could find you. He kissed away another tear. Yep. So that was his rallying speech because they're all about to go into war. I'd say pretty good. I liked it. And they make their plan. And so usually war starts with the magic first so it's mm. the shields that both sides have placed up getting each other's shield and while that's happening Feyre decides to give Rysand her mating present and she unleashes well they're supposed to give each other presents Bryaxis well you don't have to but they decided to do mating presents so her mating present was Bryaxis and the bone carver and he goes oh my thank you and Rysand was Bring like a lot to the table. here's your present and cereal not dead Striga. <laughs> Dang, I forgot about them. <laughs> yeah. Her. So they have all of them on their team. And the slaughter starts. Are there not giants in this world? No, you would think so. Uh, they haven't mentioned them. All right. At least. Feeling left out. So thousands are dying left and right. Autumn Court comes in. Okay. Jurian with the humans comes in. And Spring comes in. Oh, everybody's to all coming. help into the fray. And Elaine starts to falter at one point as they're they're the four of them are making their way towards the cauldron. The three sisters and Amran are making their way to the cauldron, and Elaine kind of falters, and Nesta starts screaming, Cassian, Cassian. And he shoots into the sky to be like, Oh my god, what's what's going on? Right as Hyburn sends a blast of the cauldron's power power that just decimates a good portion of the Illyrian army where Cassian had just been. Saved his whole life. Saved his whole life. Wait, is he the one that his, like, guts were hanging out? So he, like, recovered from that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, they have a healer that was working pretty pretty quick. Um, And so they all kind of regroup because it's not going well. Cassian gives his goodbye. He's like, see you on the other side. Rice and Shakes Feyre. He's like, "If, if it gets bad, like, you need to leave, please. You just go. 
right as they're, you know, giving up, they're about to spread out again and go back to the fighting, Miriam and Dracon fly in with all their little seraphim army. It turns out they actually had been on Critea, the island that they escaped to the whole time. Okay. But they had a glamour that was so good that every time Azrael tried to go look for them, it just looked like it was abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> it just worked a little too well. So they actually were there. And they actually met up with Vasa's army. So Vasa was the sixth queen that got turned into the firebird oh. by Kostre. And she was found by the Prince of Merchants, their dad, as he rode in on his ships, the Elaine, the Feyre, and the Nesta. And he rides into battle for them. Dad, coming through after all these years. I know, he just like disappeared for the right? whole time. They're like, eh, Pharaoh, take care of your family. So your dad's a mess. They try to go move for the cauldron again. And Nesta's like, let me be bait. Let me be bait. If I start to pull power from the cauldron, he's going to come and investigate. True. And Cassian can make sure I don't die. And Ooh. so they go off to do that. She starts pulling the power. And Pharaoh and Amran get to the cauldron and Feyre touches it and she kind of gets split where she can just see everything's going on she's huh. everything and nothing all at the at same once. time and chaotic she sees Highburn comes in with their dad as a human shield because obviously he's not going to go <laughs> face Nesta I mean, smart alone yeah and he just goes and snaps his neck boom their dad is dead <laughs> I could use him as a human shield like a little bit longer. And then as Cassian goes to protect Nesta, he proceeds to snap his bones and wings. And Cassian. Nesta, she tries to use her power, but she hasn't used it at all. So she doesn't really know how to use it. And she is prepared to die with Cassian. She like, oh, wow. Kiss, Juliet. And he goes, if I have one regret is that we didn't spend time together. Like we didn't get our time together. And they just lay there preparing to die. And good old Elaine comes up and stabs Highburn in the neck while he's been distracted. I love that chaos so nesta comes in to finish off the job and cuts off his head and Feyre manages to snap back in her body and she finds out that the serial's instructions weren't for the cauldron it was actually how to release amarin from her oh. body so she does that she holds on amarin gets released from her body the cauldron shatters and this like fire spirit comes out and completely ends the battle the oh. fire spirit just it's like we're done now takes care of everyone else and it's done she often disappears but they noticed that where the cauldron cracked apart there was just a black void that was kind of like leeching and they realized that the cauldron is actually tethered to their world so if the cauldron breaks yeah that was a thing in the thing if what the cauldron, happens to think, their world yeah so Rysand was like, Feyre, you were a conduit for the power. Be a conduit again. I will give you my power to fix the cracks. Which they do. Okay. Please turn to page 666. Good. Maybe. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got it. This is bad. The mating bond, it wasn't there. It was gone. Because his own chest, it was not moving. And Reese was dead 
So he gave all of his power to Feyre to help fix the cauldron. Feyre loses it. Naturally. And finally, she's screaming, crying, and the surreal's words pop in her head. Stay with the High Lord. Stay with the High Lord. It's just, True. She screams and she, she yells at everyone. She says, bring him back. Bring him back. And eventually they all step up and offer their little kernel of life. And Tamlin, Tamlin is left and she's like, I will give you anything, please. And he's he like, one last time. He said, just be happy, Feyre. He gives his little curl. He grew up in this book and I'm proud of him. And it takes a while, but finally Rysan's heart starts beating oh, oh. again and he wakes up and he goes well if we're all here either things went very very wrong or very right <laughs> oh he's and funny also can uh, someone fish out amber from the cauldron please <laughs> and he said that when he was in the after that he just reached out a hand to see if Amron wanted to to come back oh and so she comes back Varian pulls her out of the cauldron and she's completely Faye now. That like other oh, is, gone. is gone. She's just now just Faye. Oh. In the aftermath of war, they decide to ask Miriam on Miriam and Draken to hide the cauldron on Cretea because the glamour was so good that they like, didn't even know that well. they were still there. And they also talked to Vasa, who is still stuck under the magician's spell. Um, he had granted her permission to go do this. Oh, like yeah she this was like, like one little like i'll let you out but you gotta come back yeah exactly and there's still the issue of the queens they're still there true so pharaoh calls a meeting with all the big players and they start discussing a new treaty okay. what's going to happen with the wall down with the borders are we still separating and they all talk for hours everyone's sharing their story and they realize it's not a it's, it's going to be a long discussion it's not going to get nothing's decided today yeah. but it's a start so all of the night cart goes back to Valeris and they start to rebuild and Feyre and Rysand make one last bargain with each other and they decide that when they just dis- when it's time to go they go in the after together so when they die they die together Romeo and Juliet nice and that was the end of the book a <laughs> lot going on here a lot going on a whole lot, battle a lot going on sarah a lot going on i was so proud of myself i just summarized the whole war sure did sure did sure did mm-hmm. woof i'm glad tammy grew up very proud of him for that yeah that was Didn't good see that coming no. i thought he was gonna be like sneaky i honestly was waiting for him to do a reverse rise rise in and be like one week a month you need to come hang out with me just to hang out just to get right. under his skin yeah but i'm proud of him maybe so, he'll find love any guesses for the last oh. book of the series well i guess baby i think too soon but i think a baby is in our future maybe gotcha and um i mean they can't live peacefully right because that wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't be there wouldn't be more yeah um somebody's gonna get power hungry i don't know who okay and they're gonna just want to take things over and then they're gonna have to fight or someone's just gonna be mad that ryzen's too happy and like want to mess that up gotcha okay 
very vague guesses. I like it. So I can't be too wrong. Yeah. yeah. Except the baby. That was pretty specific. Okay. Or maybe future baby. You said she's still writing. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. This actually isn't the last book. It's just the last of the series. That's like out right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get it, Sarah. If you don't make a baby happen, I'm going to be very upset. Well, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review and let us know what book suggestions you have. We would love to hear your thoughts, comments, questions. Let me know what I missed, what I forgot, what I said completely wrong. And you can feel free to email us at bookandbottlepodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at bookandbottlepodcast, where you can see what episodes are coming out next and even vote on what books you want Callie to do next. So until next time, books down and bottles up. up.